Welcome to the One in One Podcast, where a below average podcaster chats with an above average athlete. I'm your host, Bridget B. My guest today is Peter Lapari, who wrestled at Rutgers University from 2016 to 2019, Ryder University in 2020, and Arizona State University in 2021. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bridget. I appreciate it. Now it's, uh, you know, I'm really excited to get talking to you for sure. Nice. I'm excited to talk to you as well. So let's start all the way at the beginning, Peter. You grew up in Byram Township, New Jersey. Now that's out in Sussex County, New Jersey, right? Yes. Wow, that's that's a very pretty area of New Jersey. I am interested when we get into your Bergen Catholic career, how that commute was, but very pretty. No, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of uh, we actually so I actually was born in Leonia. So, you know, that's where my uh, dad was born and raised. And then uh, my mom lived in Garfield for a while in Bergen County. And then, uh, you know, they met and eventually got married and, you know, they moved into my dad's house in Leonia. So, you know. Growing up there till I think right around first grade, I moved to Byram, you know, pretty much lived there from, you know, second grade all the way up to, you know, sophomore year of high school. Wow, okay. And now, any siblings for you, Peter, or are you an only child? Yep, so I, no, I actually have two sisters, so they're the old, uh, two older sisters. I'm the youngest, actually, out of my family and the only boy. (laughs) Nice, nice, good for you. What's the age difference between you guys? So my one sister, Kim, is going to be 30 years old, and then my sister, Steph, is going to be uh, 28. Okay. So Steph's two years older, and then my sister's Kim's going to be four years older. Than okay, me. all right. So you kind of grew up around, you know, around the same age group-ish. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So actually, um, when I was a freshman in high school, uh, actually, my, me and my sister, Steph, were uh, still, in the, she was still a senior in high school, so it was kind of cool to you know, kind of see your older sister every day and stuff in school. Nice. Yeah, I'm sure she loved having to drive her freshman brother to school every day. Oh, <laughs> uh, for sure, for sure. But um, she was, I mean, sometimes she would be like, ah, oh, Peter, come on, you got to wake up earlier. I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, let me give me five more minutes of sleep. I'll be good. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So now how did you get into wrestling? So it's actually a funny story. It's actually kind of like your classic, uh, you know, um, you know, take a flyer home. Uh, from like a, you know, from like a school or like a, like a function, but it actually happened like that. So um, it was actually Byron day. I was in third grade. Um, my dad, I think there was a stand for like a line of Valley wrestling. So I never, I pretty much played football my whole life. Um, big was really big into football, you know, one of my favorite sports, but, um, you know, I was kind of on the small side. So, you know, but I was a tough kid at the same time. So my dad kind of, we were at Byron day one day and my dad, went to the stand he's like hey you should check out wrestling i think it'd be good for you you know just me being a kid i was like yeah sure why not you know what i mean um i really wasn't that committed into it uh like third grade year mm-hmm. i probably went to like maybe like two practices every week i wasn't really into it at all but um and then fourth grade he kind of progressed a little bit more and more each year but um that was kind of like this kind of like the first thing you know my dad really just brought up flyer home and then you know the kind of the rest was history from there Gotcha. So as you kept getting older, you got more into it. Exactly. Nice, nice. And at a young age, like third grade, fourth grade, do they have the weight limits? I guess they have to, but I'm wondering what's that like because kids are, you know, growing at a rapid rate at that point. Yeah, so that was the good thing about, you know, my dad. He never really had me cut weight when I was younger. So, you know, I pretty pretty much just like whatever I weighed, I rested that. You know what I mean? Actually, I was in fourth grade. There was like a situation where, you know, they wanted me to come up the varsity. Well, I think I had to cut like two pounds. 
And my dad was like, no way. He's not cutting too fast. Like he's, he's going to wrestle the weight. Uh, be that. But so I stayed on JV that year, but uh, it was just kind of like a thing. My dad I actually worked out at the end too. You know, I really wasn't sucking weight as a kid. You know, that's kind of, you know, once you're sucking weight at a kid, you know, once you get older, you kind of get sick of it. So, you know, starting a little later in, life when it came to cutting weight it kind of helped me a lot for sure yeah that's interesting that you guys consider middle school you have the varsity tier and the jv tier i've never really heard of that until the high school level yeah so it was kind of funny we actually saloniki valley has actually pretty good wrestling history you know there was a couple former guys like dj russo wrestled out Rutgers. he was a heavyweight for there uh, we had like Polly grogan he was a uh, he was a uh, wrestled out Rutgers. i think for two or three years you know he was a starter um, and then we had, I think we had one more kid. I, I can't remember the name, but you know, we had kind of had that, um, it was a pretty solid foundation they built from like the rec program all the way to high school. So it was, uh, it was kind of like Texas County is a little different. You know, I think like back in, when I was younger, you know, it was really like, the hot spot for wrestling and then kind of progressed, you know, eventually within time, you know, Bergen County started getting big with like the parochial schools, you know, and things like that. But, uh, Sussex County at that time, it was tough, you know what I mean? So we had a bunch of good younger guys that at that time too. So I didn't want to, my dad was like, screw it. Like, let's, you know, just wait another year, you know, don't cut weight and just kind of just focus on wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a young age. There's really no need for that. Exactly. And that, you know, I'm thankful for that for sure. You know, I think that's why I kind of had a long career as well. Just, you know, the lack of cutting weight at at a young age. Mm -hmm. Now, did your dad have a background in wrestling? No. Oh. Not at all. My dad actually played football at Leonia, and then uh, I think he tried to walk on at like the he went to Miami, tried to walk on there, but he was like, "Ah, oh, these guys are way too big," so <laughs> so he just went to school. But um, no, my dad, my cousin wrestled at Leonia for maybe like like two years, but that was it. No wrestlers really in my family except me. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. And you had yeah. mentioned playing football. Were there any other sports you played as you were growing up? So, I mean, I played baseball for a little bit. I really wasn't into it. You know, kind of wasn't a contact sport. So, but uh, football, I played all the way up to eighth grade in Byram. Um, you know, I loved it. It was fun. I was a uh, safety and then I played running back. So that was like really fun for me. And then I uh, just wrestled too. So those was probably my two main sports growing up wrestling and football. That's awesome. I actually have right now an eight-year-old nephew who it's his first year playing football, and he loves it. He's he from looking at pictures and videos because he's out in Illinois, so I haven't actually been to a game. He looks like he's one of the bigger kids, so we'll see if that continues. If he, you know, yeah. if he doesn't really have a growth spurt and he's one of the smaller guys, it might be a short-lived career, but we'll see. <laughs> nah, for sure. I mean, it depends. You know, I think if you, uh, I know like a lot of younger guys, uh, they're actually kind of are smaller than me. They that I played with like throughout middle school, they still played football in high school. So I was like, you know, props to you guys. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely positions, you know, not every guy has to be huge. Yeah, exactly. As if you love the sport, you know, I, I'm not as, as much as I love football. I just knew at the end of the day, you know, wrestling was kind of, you know, something I could really do big things in. Mm-hmm. So you attend two high schools. We'll get to your Bergen Catholic career, but your first school was Lenape Valley. You had mentioned before that the wrestling in the area was pretty competitive. So I imagine the high school team was pretty good. Yep. So we had a pretty good. Uh, so when I was like, I think I was in middle school, they were ranked like top 15 in the state for like a public school. It was pretty good. And then they all had solid wrestlers coming in and out of like the school every year. And then, um, so when I went in freshman year, it was kind of, um, I mean, we had a, we had like the cho- choice school group. So like 
parks. Like if you live like a 20 mile radius, you can go to Lempe Valley. So we got a lot of kids from like Opaka. Um, I think, I think a couple other kids from like the local area, but um, we had a pretty good team. So that was kind of like, um, I, they weren't, I think a lot of people, you know, kind of like were pushing me to like get held back. But I was like, no, I really want to go to school with like the kids I grew up with. You know, I grew up with all these kids playing football with them. So, you know, that was kind of like a big thing for me. I really want to start high school as soon as I could. And uh, no, I, my career at Lumpy was awesome. You know, I went there for two years, my freshman and sophomore year. Um, you know, freshman year, I actually didn't make it to the States. I was ranked, I think I was ranked like copy in the state. I had like a 30 and two record, but um, I think weight cutting really got the best of me that year. That's kind of like the first year I really cut weight. I really wasn't focused on nutrition or, you know, really doing the right things to be a good athlete, especially at a high level. So, you know, I caught, but you know, at the end of the day, I did learn from that. You know what I mean? The next year, I didn't really cut that much weight and I kind of stuck on a really strict diet mm-hmm. and I was able to place in states for the first time. Uh, and then probably, I think that was like the first state place to work place winner in Lenape in like five years so you know something I was really excited for us and I think that really kind of like drew my confidence when I uh you know continued my high school career absolutely so you mentioned you know maybe not cutting weight as seriously your freshman year but as a as a freshman I'm assuming you were like the lowest weight class that's got to be a tough weight to maintain exactly so I was 106 actually so I think I started off the season I think it started out like 128 130 around there I was like yeah, it was a tough cut. <laughs> I mean, I had some, I had some baby fat on me, but then once I started getting down to like one fifteen, one thirteen, I kind of started to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that is very tough. The freshman, if you're like on varsity, you're definitely the lowest, lowest weight because you're the youngest. No, for sure. Well, that was kind of like a decision. I was like, I could have gone one thirteen or one oh six, but um, I don't know for some reason. I was like, you know, let me go one oh six. You know, I uh, I can do really well here. You know, looking back at it, I was like, I should have just went 113. But like I said, I learned from that. You know what I mean? I don't believe there's losses in life. You kind of just learn from things like that. Yeah. In yeah. situations. Yeah. And sophomore year, you wrestled at 120, which I think is a healthier way to maintain. Oh, for sure. It was, it was great. You know, I actually wrestled up at like 126, a bunch of matches too, because my coach would bump me up. He's like, hey, you know, let's weigh in on 126 today. I was like, fine, fine by me. You know, I was eating. I was eating on the scale. And then, you know, once I descended down to 120, it was really easy cut. Maybe, like, the morning of, like, I just had to wait till Wayne's to eat. But other than that, you know, I was eating regularly. I was drinking a lot of water. You know, it's living the right lifestyle. So, you know, it really turned out well that year. Yeah, that's great. And I know at the college level, obviously, you have trainers that know what they're doing from the nutrition standpoint. But at the high school level, were you being guided in the right direction as to try to cut this weight as healthy as possible? Yeah. So, you know, after freshman year, you know, we kind of reassess, you know, me and my dad, um, you know, we hire a nutritionist um, and then we kind of like stuck to a good game plan. You know, we, we measured our food, you know, it's kind of like a team effort. You know, my mom was measuring my food, you know, weighing it, like this is how much food you should have. So, you know, it was kind of like a team effort and, uh, you know, it kind of worked out really well, but, you know, I kind of feel like nowadays, technology you know and how much like nutrition you know studies you know evolved so much you know looking back at it I was like damn I really wish I had these back when I was in high school (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it has gotten crazy these days with tech it's cool 
Yeah. I just, I'm imagining you though, you know, trying to cut this weight, going to school, not eating all that much, and then getting to practice and, you know, really going hard. That must have been so tough. I mean, thinking from my perspective, I, if I, and I'm not cutting weight at all, but if I go to the gym after work and I haven't eaten yet, like sometimes I'll get a little lightheaded. So I can't imagine what some of those days were, were like for you and your teammates. Oh, my goodness. It was. It was it was hectic for sure. I mean, I would just come in like I think I would wear like the same like crew neck and sweatpants. Like I had like these uh Russell Athletic and I got like the matching tops. I think it was four pairs and like I just consistently wore that my whole freshman year. Those four same outfits. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, you know, you talked about what a great two-year career you had at your first high school. You placed, uh, it was the first time a guy in your school did it in five years. So, obviously, a lot of momentum. But you decide after sophomore year to transfer to Bergen Catholic, which has a nationally ranked wrestling program. So, talk about what went into that decision. Did you do it to get, to go to Bergen to get a bit more notoriety for recruiting? What was your thought process? So it's actually funny. I think a lot of people thought it was like, uh, you know, he did it because you want to, you know, be at a re- better wrestling school. But actually, my parents, their commute to work was like terrible. So my dad worked in Florham Park and my mom worked in Fairfield. So that was like a every hour drive, yeah, hour drive funny. every morning. So it was tough for them. And then eventually, you know, they were looking to move closer to like, you know, because my whole family, my mom's side of the family, they were all live in Bergen County, like every single one of them. My aunts live in Midland Park, Garfield, you know, all the surrounding areas. So that was kind of my mom wanted to be closer to her family as well. So, you know, we decided to move that year. Um, and then, you know, kind of things fell into place, you know, and then I was able to attend Burton Catholic. You know, obviously, too, on the back of my mind, I Burton Catholic was really good. You know, I had a bunch of really good kids, you know, and I went to, I went to a wrestling club called Iron Horse with a bunch of those kids. So, you know, you kind of develop a relationship with them and then, you know, you kind of make that transition. It was, you know, it was a lot easier for me, but that was, that was kind of actually the thing, you know, it was my parents actually wanted to move closer to, you know, to get to work. Yeah. Okay, that, that makes a lot more sense than you having to commute every day from Sussex County to Bergen Catholic. That, you know, exactly. I, I, I just assumed maybe you had a family member that you stayed with because that would have been crazy. <laughs> no, no, I that would have been too much. <laughs> I would have just, I think I, like at the end of that, I would have just stayed at one if I had to make that commute every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And you know, it's funny out in Sussex County, I'll, I'll attend a couple of my friends have gotten married out there in the Sparta area. Someone I know got married in, uh, on the Sussex fairgrounds, I think it was called. But, um, but anyway, as you're driving out there, you see all these beautiful houses and you're like, wow, these people, they obviously make a good living, but where are they going to work? That commute must be brutal. And I feel like you just proved that. Exactly. It's, I mean, I loved it up there, you know, just like the season, especially in the fall, it's such like a beautiful time around there. But just the commute to work, it's, it can get crazy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ugh. So you, you go to Bergen, and like I said, it is a nationally ranked wrestling program. And I feel like a program like that really prepares you for college. Would you agree? Definitely. You know, when you have a bunch of good kids, I think when I came in, uh, you know, Johnny Sebastian, I think he just wrestled who's number one. Uh, that year, so that was there was a lot of buzz around Burton Catholic. You know that year, you know you you had you know guys like Jordan Pagano, my old teammate at Rutgers, Joe Grello, um, obviously Nick Soriano, and you know guys like that. You, 
it was it was a good situation to come into, especially training with those guys every day. So it really worked out great, especially when you have such a high level room. You know, college coaches coming in every day. You know, to check us out. It, it really at the end of the day, you know, I, it was probably the best decision I ever made, and it got me to where I'm at today for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And a uh, quick shout out: I had Jordan Pagano on the podcast a few years ago. Hope he's doing well. Okay, awesome. Yeah, no, shout out Jordy. <laughs> and now, while you were there, Bergen wins two county titles and two state titles as a team. And I love asking wrestlers this question because me personally, I've only done team sports, you know, basketball, soccer, some softball. I've never done, you know, track or tennis or swimming or wrestling, even though girls can technically wrestle, but I wouldn't have done it. But my, my point being... Um, you know, you have your team goals and you have your separate goals. Like you want to win your match and you also want your team to win the match. Like, how do you separate that? Oh, well, I mean, I, I think if everyone just kind of, you know, focus on the task at hand, you know, just kind of like be in the moment with their, you know, who they're wrestling. I think just like as a team part, like the winning will come with that. So, you know, I, I never really thought about the team aspect, but I will tell you one, one time I did think about the team aspect. I think it was my junior year of, um, it was my junior year, you know, I just came in, it was like uh, Bergen Bosco, so, you know, Bergen Bosco, it's a huge oh, yeah. high school wrestling rivalry, huge, so I didn't know at the time, because I was, I learned to you know, we'd probably get, you know, we could maybe pack the crowd a little bit, but it wasn't nothing crazy, and then when I got the Bergen, you know, that first match at Bosco, I was like, oh my goodness, this, this feels like, this is, this is insane, like, whole bleachers were filled up like everything i just remember being so nervous i was like oh my goodness like i've never been in this kind of environment in my life <laughs> but um so i was wrestling this kid yeah i think he's ranked like fifth tenth or tenth or fifth in the nation something like that around that number um and he was like a state uh finalist the year before and um i just remember like that was like we didn't know what weight he was going like all the coaches were trying to figure it out and eventually it was my weight 126. And so that was kind of like my first big match at Bergen. I think I like took him down with like 10 seconds left and like the crowd like erupted. Wow. And then from there on, like they started chanting like Pistol P and then kind of like that nickname kind of caught on at the end of it. But just kind of just moments like that, you know, that was like a big read. All right, like this is why you came to Bergen. You know, these situations when you get to college, like high pressure situations like that with the crowd and everything are really going to get you prepared. But you know, that's a moment I could really recall and just be like, wow, like this is, this is a great decision to come to Bergen. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, because I feel like while you may win your match against Bosco personally, if your team loses, you're getting on that bus pissed off. You want you want Bergen to beat Bosco. Oh, for sure. And I think that was at that time too, it was a big like momentum swing. I think we like kind of dropped a couple matches and then, you know, that was my match being a toss up match. It was kind of like, all right, is Pete gonna win or you know, this could like really affect us. I, I, like I said, I didn't really think about it. Like I was kind of just focused on the task at hand, but no, you kind of know the situation at the same time. So, but you know, moments like that, that was a really good thing about Bergen. You know, if someone, you know, maybe lost to a kid they shouldn't have lost to, you know, there's always another guy coming back to pick them up, you know, getting bonus points, getting like a pin where it was needed. So that's something I always like talk about my team at Bergen. Whenever someone, you know, maybe dropped a match, they shouldn't have, it was always the next guy up, you know, he's always, you know, maybe getting bonus points, you know, winning a match you shouldn't have. So, you know, I think uh, that kind of tested us, you know, how we just did in the room every day, you know, just working hard, having the right kids around you. So, you know, and then the winning came with it. 
Yeah, sounds like you guys had good team chemistry and good teamwork, even though it's kind of an individual sport. Exactly. And that was the thing, too. I think at parochial schools, you kind of get that, you know, oh, you know, you got kids from everywhere. Oh, you know, we really were a tight group, you know what I mean, traveling together, you know, because you really wrestle that different schedule compared to, like, you know, a bunch of public schools. You know, we were traveling. We were going to California. We were going to Minnesota. And we are in these different locations. You know, you kind of just – you kind of have to develop a relationship with your teammates or, like, it, it would – so – and especially those like long nights cutting weight, you know, and that was, that was another thing too, you know, those situations, you know, cutting weight at the airport, you know, it really got me ready for college as well. Cause you know, that was literally half of it in college, <laughs> cutting weight in the airport, you know, waiting, you know, your meals, right. You know, doing those little things. So, you know, those situations at Bergen really prepared me for college. Nice, nice. And you had a great two years at Bergen. You finished sixth in the state as a junior and seventh as a senior. You also won the Region 2 title. I think that was senior year. Is that right? Correct. Nice. You were also junior national freestyle All-American. So can you explain what that is for those who may not know? Yeah, so it's called the Fargo National Tournament. So it's actually in North Dakota. So it's a big freestyle tournament. Like a lot of college coaches go. It's you know, I think there's like maybe like each bracket, they have like a hundred kids. And uh, that was actually my first year going there. A lot of kids, uh, like from in high school, went there for years, but, um, I knew I wanted to wrestle in college. I think that was kind of like a, that was a goal for me. Obviously it wrestled at a big school. So I knew I had to, you know, really do well there if I wanted to get a scholarship for wrestling. So, um, I remember I would train, I was actually drove back up to Sparta because my club coach was based on Sparta. So I was living here at the time so i would drive i would dishwasher in the morning it's kind of a funny story my sister got me a job at the newton country club so i would drive up there work in the morning and then i would go to practice right after and then i would kind of just chill at my friend's house because it was close to byron and then i would go to practice at night and then drive home so i did that five days a week every week so far yeah busy week (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was really busy but i was working at the end you know that was I knew I had to do it. I had to get really prepared for that type of tournament, mm-hmm. especially about never been there before, but, you know, it really turned out well. I was able to All-American, you know, I, I took eight, but, uh, you know, I think I had like 14 nationally ranked kids in my bracket. Wow. Um, I, I dropped my second match and I was able to wrestle all the way back. So, you know, that really kind of took a turn and then I was able to get colleges to look at me and then everything came full circle after that. Nice. So all that driving around paid off, right? The hard work really paid off. Exactly. It was definitely, it was definitely tough. You know, some days I'm just like, oh, I don't feel like going to practice, but, you know, kind of just get up, you know, you know, the goal at the, and, uh, you know, the goal at the end of the day. So exactly. it was, it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. Looking back at it, like kind of like seeing, you know, I had a really good ethic for a kid who was 17 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Not just, you know, as you get into college, your work ethic only increases. So it's good that you had that as a younger kid. Exactly. So overall at your two high schools, your record was 130 and 21. So that's pretty amazing. A lot of matches. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Good for you. So of course. Yeah. So can you talk a bit about your recruiting process and what led you to choose Rutgers? For sure. So I knew Rutgers was going to be my school, you know, ever since I was little, you know, I would, I would actually, it was actually funny. I used to like, I think in eighth grade, I went to the match. It was against Lehigh and I kind of just saw at the rack 
it, it was a kid from my uh, from Lumpy Valley, uh, DJ Russo. He was the heavyweight, and uh, we took like a bus down, you know, to go a match. He was wrestling another local guy from Hopakon, actually the town next over, uh, Zach Ray. And like I just saw like the crowd, you know, how like everything was set up. I was like, all right, I definitely want to wrestle here. And like I knew right there in eighth grade, I was like, I'm gonna wrestle here. Wow. So I just got to figure out how to get there. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. And then, uh, I knew I wanted to go to Rutgers. So after Fargo, you know, kind of really worked out great. Um, actually I was committed to Rutgers before Fargo. That's actually fun. forgot about this. So I was visiting, um, I was visiting Rutgers. I went unofficial and then I was like, this is where I want to be. And then, uh, you know, I was talking to coaches. So I was like, I'm committing. They're like, well, you know, you're not on scholarship. You're off you a scholarship. Yeah. You sure you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to bet on myself. I was like, yeah, I'm coming. And then I was able to, you know, after the Fargo performance, I was able to get a scholarship from Rutgers, you know, and kind of the rest was history. Nice, nice. Yeah, you really took a gamble, but it paid off. It really did. I remember my dad was like, what are you doing? Like, you shouldn't be ready. I take all your visits. I'm just like, no, like, this is where I'm going to be. This is where I want to be. I'm going to do it. I'll I'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, it's a school for you. You got to go there. Exactly. But he was kind of focused on, you know, get the scholarship money, you know, wait, wait out all your options. I was like, nope, this, this is where I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Rutgers Wrestling is really the first program at Rutgers to benefit from the move to the Big Ten. I mean, you guys have produced two national champions. And New Jersey, as you know, has really great wrestling. So now Rutgers being in the Big Ten you know, kids can go, they can go to Rutgers and have family attend their matches and still be in a great conference rather than having to go out of state to be in the best wrestling conference. For sure. That was the Rutgers move to Big Ten was huge. I think I was uh, a redshirt the first year. No, 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 I wasn't. I was in senior year when they moved into the Big Ten. So you kind of just saw the, you know, the kind of energy in there just way different, you know. These matches, they're going to get packed. You know, you have, you know, Penn State come to town, Iowa. So, you know, it was a really big move for Rutgers wrestling. I think it really benefited them, especially nowadays. Yeah, I mean, they've only gotten better since then. You can attest to that. For sure, definitely. They, You know, they're definitely knocking on the door. I think it's only a matter of time until, you know, they really break through and become like a top 10 team in the nation. Absolutely. So you get to Rutgers as a freshman. How was that transition from high school wrestling, even though you're at a really good program that really does prepare you for college, but how was that going from high school to college? I mean, it, was, um, it wasn't too tough, honestly. I think it was more just kind of routine and insane discipline, you know what I mean? I think, you know, when I, when I was redshirting, I, uh, you, know, my, you don't wrestle really that much. You wrestle in, like, opens and stuff. So kind of like working on weight management, you know, um, just little things like that. You know, the college lifestyle, kind of got to get used to it. You're on your own. You know, like you're in the dorm, you're eating the dorm room food. Like just, you know, kind of just staying disciplined with, you know, things like that. So I think that redshirt year really benefited me. And then I was able to, um, you know, the next couple of years, you know, obviously do pretty well. So Absolutely. Now, did you redshirt your freshman and sophomore year at Rutgers? So I actually, I redshirted my freshman year and then I was actually at um, a junior freestyle wrestling tournament not junior freestyle um, it was the U23 tournament I tore my pec so I tore my pec off the bone yes. <laughs> wow. yeah so I had a medical redshirt that year 
Okay, so that was still just freshman year, or is that sophomore year? Sorry. That's going into sophomore year, too. Gotcha. Okay, so two years. So for two years, you were a red shirt, which, okay, that makes sense as to why you got that six-year eligibility then. Correct. That's gotcha. why I was able to rest at ASU. Okay, 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 cool. So, yeah, so freshman year, like you said, you were redshirted, but the really cool thing about wrestling is redshirts can still compete in these matches. What do you call it? Like you're unattached, right? Is that the, the terminology? Correct. So you so you have to – so when you're unattached, you have to pay for, like, your own tournament, pay for your own hotel, pay for your uh, own transportation. So it's just like – we had. A, I remember at the beginning of the year, we just had certain tournaments that were mandatory – uh, open tournaments you had to hit and then you know there's other ones you can uh whether you wanted to do it or not you got to really choose but you know obviously you want to wrestle as much yeah. as you can but um i want i that was a problem no nah, i wouldn't say problem issue i kind of had i only went to the mandatory ones you know kind of looking back at it like you kind of like learn from those lessons like yeah maybe i should have hit this couple other open tournaments but um you know you kind of live and learn but um I think it kind of like after the year after that too, with the injury and like not wrestling that year, you kind of just, um, you kind of gave me time to kind of think about what I really wanted to do with wrestling. And, you know, I think it, I think that year kind of was like a blessing in disguise. I guess those two years, you kind of learned more about myself, you know, what I really wanted to get from the sport. And, you know, I kind of like, I guess it like turned kind of like a switch in my brain that I needed to, you know, really buckle down and start, uh, you know, getting really serious about it. Yeah, yeah, nice. Now, when you were hurt sophomore year, were you able to travel with the team, or would you just attend the home matches? I would just attend the matches. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's usually how I feel like they do it in all sports with injuries like that. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't nothing crazy, just rehab. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a lot of work in itself. How did you like exactly. this as a student? Oh, I loved it. I think it was really cool. You know, I think a lot of people don't like the big school kind of atmosphere. We had like those different campuses, but I loved it. You know, I love taking the bus. I love walking to class. Like funny story. I never had a car on campus at Rutgers. So I would just take the bus. Right. That's the good thing about five campuses. It's pretty easy to to get from place to place. Exactly. And just walking from, um, Rutgers to you know my apartment complex is right next to the college app gym so it was like a maybe like a three minute walk four minute walk so you know, I you know I enjoyed walking too I was just like so it kind of paid out paid out really good everyone's like oh you just have a car on campus so I was like well trust me that parking a month I didn't really want to do it either I think it was like two hundred dollars a month something insane I was like oh I'm good no, <laughs> I just I just walk everywhere <laughs> yeah, I mean, walking's not tough. Four-minute walk sometimes in the winter. If it's snowing, that might be a little bit. That might be a little brutal. But other than that, it's it's nice. Yeah, I'll just throw my park on. I'll be like, ah, it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just sucked it, sucked it up. Exactly. So your redshirt sophomore year in 2018, you had 10 wins and placed at several tournaments. Now, this year, were you still unattached or were you actually, I don't know if I'm using the correct terminology, but like actually wrestling, you know what I mean? So I was actually wrestling that year, so gotcha. I was actually attached, but I wasn't the starter. Um, Mike Vanbrill was at my weight. He, uh, he was the 141-pound starter. And uh, so I was just, I was wrestling at opens, you know, doing little things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like kind of that year was kind of like a, I wouldn't say like down year, but it was kind of just learn, like I said, learn coming back from injury, you know, those kind of like, I'd say like a year layoff, you know, you kind of getting back in the swings of things. Yeah. But, um, you know, I was really grateful for it. 
you know what I mean? I think it really made me a tougher kid. And, you know, what I, like I said, it really motivated me to do really well the next year. And I was able to, you know, that next year I kind of really made a big jump. You know, I was a lot more confident in myself. It was a lot, you know, cause I, I really worked hard that summer, you know, going into that year, the year after I really, really worked hard. I was every summer practice, every summer lift. And, you know, I think it really paid off. You know, I really wanted to do something in wrestling especially in college. I just didn't want to be one of those other kids who just came through college to kind of, you know, coast by, you know, that really motivated me to, you know, do really well the next year. Absolutely. Your redshirt junior year, the year you're talking about, phenomenal. That was really your year at Rutgers. You were the starter at 141. And I believe that you were 141 your entire wrestling career, right? Correct. Gotcha. Yeah, you're the starter. I mean, like, it must have felt so good. You just mentioned all the hard work you had put in in the summer, coming back from that injury. Like, ah, oh, that just must have been great. No, I felt really good. I kind of, like, um, you know, just kind of just your fruits of your labor paid off at the end. You know what I mean? I, like I said, I wasn't a starter you know, the year before. I kind of really came out of nowhere. Um, I think, you know, the really big turning point for me was Midlands. I you know had a pretty good tournament, you know, kind of used that momentum to carry on to the end of the season. I was able to qualify, able to win a match at NCAAs, and, you know, kind of, it was a big year for me. It, it really was. was. It was. You had 13 wins. What were, I mean, you just mentioned the Midlands and getting into the NCAA tournament, but what were some of the really big matches that you remember? So I think the pretty, I mean, I think the biggest match for me was definitely, you know, we were wrestling Purdue. Uh, this kid was pretty tough, you know, had a really good season the year before, you know, always a solid wrestler. I was able to beat him and I think it was triple over time, you know, I reversed him with like five seconds left. And then it was actually funny. That was the match to go to NCAAs. I had, so it was kind of like a do or die match. I remember uh, I kind of, obviously, you know, the scenarios, you know, some things, you know, I knew if I didn't win the match at Big Ten's, I wasn't going to the tournament. So I really had to steal. It was kind of, you get bids at the Big Ten tournament. So he had the bid. So um, I had to beat him. It was either you win or you're going home pretty much. So, you <laughs> so I understood that. I stole the bid and then I was able to go to the tournament. And uh, yeah, that was a great year for us. You know, obviously Nikki and, you know, Ant winning national titles. And then, uh, you know, our team taking top 10 in the nation. It was a really special year. You know, that's probably one, one of the years I will, I'll always remember forever. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a great year for Rutgers wrestling. And you wrestle to qualify for the NCAA tournament. So being able to get in the tournament, I mean, that's gotta be just a highlight of your wrestling career, but tell me about, you know, your NCAA tournament run. Yeah, for sure. So I think I it was a pigtail match. Um, so I wrestled this kid from uh, Northern Colorado. I was able to beat him. That was my first match. And then I wrestled, actually wrestled Yanni this the next match. He was a three-time NCAA champ currently. He's coming for his fourth title this year. You know, he, he was a tough kid. You know, I, I lost that match. And then, you know, unfortunately, I dropped my other match. But, um, you know, just... It was just great, you know what I mean? I think looking back at it, too, you know, I was I was a little satisfied. I was like, oh, you know, I made the tournament, you know, looking back at it. I think I could have really won on a run. But, uh, you know, kind of look back, you don't really regret stuff. You kind of just move forward. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing to regret at all. That's awesome that you're NCAA tournament qualifier. No one can ever take that from you. Exactly. So it was a big goal of mine. You know, I, mean? I always wanted to go to the tournament. So, you know, it worked out perfect. Exactly.
So you finish your four years at Rutgers, and as we talked about with the red shirt, you, you still have two years of eligibility remaining. You choose to take it elsewhere. So your fifth year, you go to Ryder University, which is a smaller Division One school in Lawrence Township. I actually have a brother that lives right in that area. I love that area. So tell me, though, was it so different going from a huge campus like Rutgers to a small campus like Ryder? Um, no, I don't, I didn't really kind of think about it like that. It was kind of just the task at hand when it came to wrestling. Um, I just knew I, where I wanted to be with it. So, uh, I didn't really think about it like that, to be honest, but no, it was a great area. It was close to Princeton, you know, the good downtown area, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of good little food spots. So, you know, I enjoyed my time at Ryder for sure. Was it hard coming in as the new guy and the old guy at that? It's your fifth year. <laughs> um, it was no, I mean, it was kind of like, I grew up with a couple of the kids. Like, I knew a guy that, uh, Gino Fleury, I pretty much grew up with around my area in Byram. He was in a Blairstown. So, no, it wasn't really a hard transition, you know what I mean? Especially being in New Jersey still. So, you know, yeah, I, it was kind of like an easy situation to go into for sure. Nice, nice. You're the starter at 141, so the new guy just comes in and takes it. I like that. Um, now, writer <laughs> for wrestling, they are in the Mid American Conference. Is that is that that's correct? Correct. They're in the MAC Conference. Gotcha. Okay, and that's a, that's a pretty good wrestling conference as well, right? Yeah, they have a couple solid teams. They have like Missouri. Uh, you know, like Lockheed and Buffalo. So, you know, it's a, it's a, I could say like the second, third best conference, you know, that's actually, it's a third best conference, you know, in wrestling. So it was a, it was, it was good. You know what I mean? It was a really good experience. You know what I mean? It was different scene, different teammates, but, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed my time there. Nice. So now at a home match at Ryder, compare that to a home match at the rack. Did Ryder still get a bunch of fans? Um, no, I mean, obviously there's going to be a big difference, you know, especially Rutgers being, you know, Big Ten and all that. It was definitely a different fan base, I guess you could say. But, you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was cool to like, kind of see a different perspective, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were the highlights for your year at Ryder? I know it ultimately gets cut short. We'll talk about that. But any big matchups for you? Um, so I did have a really, I had a pretty big win. I beat, uh, you know, this kid from Old Dominion. He was an All-American. You know, that was a pretty big win for me. And then um, that was pretty much it, really, you know what I mean? With COVID coming in short and all that, it was, you know, it wasn't really, um, I don't know. It was kind of like about the end of the year, you know, you kind of train for that type of tournament. But, you know, it's kind of cut short, so you're kind of yeah. in, within the crosshairs. Yeah, I mean, so much was made that the NCAA tournament for basketball was canceled with COVID, but the NCAA tournament for wrestling was canceled as well. So going into March and, you know, getting ready and and all that, thinking there's, did you think that the tournament would happen as the news kind of kept getting worse and worse by the day? Did you think that it wouldn't? Like, were you shocked? I guess my question is, were you shocked when you found out that it was canceled or did you kind of have an inkling that it was coming? I knew it was coming. I, I had a feeling. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> it started shutting down everything. I was like, oh my goodness, no, there's no way this is happening right now. Yeah, oh, such a bummer, too. I mean, you're lucky as far as you have another year after this. But, I mean, you know, think about all the kids that, like, their career just ended. 
No, I know for sure it was terrible. You know, one of my really good friends, he was going for his fourth. He was arrested at Virginia Tech. He was going for his fourth All-American national title. And, uh, you know, his career was cut short just like that. So, you know, I kind of really felt for those guys. It's, it's, it was definitely a tough situation for sure. Absolutely. So the months following, um, you know, March, you have that another year. We'll get to the Arizona State stuff. But how did you train? I, you couldn't really train with other people during COVID, I imagine. Wrestling is such a contact-heavy sport. No, for sure. So I think right after, I gave myself like two months off. I just didn't do anything. I'm just kind of like, I mean, I would yeah. take walks. I would just like maybe lift bands, but that was it. Nothing crazy. And, uh, you know, once like, a, I guess I would kind of by like, I think like two, three months in, um, you know, I started training a little bit. I had one partner, you know, I was isolating and, you know, we were isolating and, you know, we, we would work out, but that was, I only had one, two partners pretty much that whole summer. Yeah. That's rough. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now, your sixth year, your last year of eligibility, you decide to take it at Arizona State. Now, for all your years in college, you had been in New Jersey, both Rutgers and Ryder, fairly close to home. I'm sure your family could attend a lot of your, at least, home matches. What was it like going so far away, and how did your family react when you chose Arizona State? Um, I was actually... My parents were actually really cool with it. They were like, hey, like if you really want to do this, you know, go do it. You know what I mean? That's um, I, that was the funny part about it too. There's like two colleges I really wanted to wrestle at when I was like in high school it was Rutgers and Arizona State. Like those are two schools I really wanted to wrestle at. So I was able to reach. I got to do both, so it was really cool. It was kind of like like I said, it was a full circle moment for me. Um, now we had uh, Frank Molinaro. He was a uh, he's a guy from New Jersey. You know, Olympians state champ multiple times you know legend in jersey he just became the coach there you know i was able to develop a really good relationship with him and then you know it was kind of a no-brainer i was like i really wanted like a change of scenery you know i think it'd be really good for me and then packed my bags up in august and i headed over there <laughs> shipped my car out got an apartment and you know spent my last two years of my life pretty much there so it was awesome it was I loved Arizona. You know, it was a great experience. You know, I, I was able to meet a lot of people, you know, make a lot of connections. I'm, you know, wrestled with a great group of kids. You know, I loved every single one of my teammates at ASU. They're all great kids, you know, oh, nice. really, really easy to train with, you know, really great to talk to. And, you know, I was, I was really grateful for my time at ASU. And I feel like, you know, we're both from Jersey, so we don't hear so much about Pac-12 in general, right? Because it's all the way out on the West Coast. Tell me a little bit about Pac-12 wrestling, because Arizona State does have a good program. Stanford has a good program, so I imagine it's pretty competitive. It was, it was definitely pretty competitive, uh, competitive, but the only, you know, situation, it was like the COVID year, so it was like craziness. You know, our program probably got shut down a couple of probably like two, three times, you know, people catching COVID, you know, COVID tracing. So it was kind of like we, we pretty much did a whole season in like probably like a week in like two weeks. So it was, a, it was a unique situation. You know what I mean? I remember we, we flew out to Iowa state and, you know, literally our team got COVID traced, you know, kids had to stay, you know, other kids had to get COVID tested to fly home. It, it, was, it was crazy. It was definitely a crazy year, unique situation. Yeah, oh my god. And I imagine for campus life, a lot of people were rem were remote in 2021. 
Correct. So I actually was all remote in my master master degree classes. Um, so it was actually, uh, I mean, it was cool. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I don't mind. A lot of people were complaining about being in class. I was like, hey, like, I don't mind. I'll literally come home from practice and hop on my laptop and bang out my work. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, some people just can't like focus. They sort of need to be in that classroom environment, but that's great that you could. No, for sure. I was, I mean, like I said, you know, Arizona was awesome. You know, it was just a whole different scenery. You know, I mean, warm weather all year round. You know, I'm mean, like December, I'm tanning outside by the pool, you know, <laughs> mid season. So, you know, I, I, I loved it. I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. That's awesome. And as far as the matches, I imagine just like basketball, there were no fans allowed. No fans allowed. We, we allowed a couple family members. I think it was cut off at like three. So it was, you know, my girlfriend would come and then my um, my mom and dad would, you know, fly in to come see me. But that, yeah, only only yeah, three people so weird. for uh, wrestling. Wow. Hey, yeah, it was a definitely, definitely a weird situation. Definitely the whole year was. It was unique, but, you know, we got through it. But, um, yeah, definitely, definitely unique. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any big time matches for you that year? Um. So we definitely we had the only really big match we had was against Oklahoma. Um. Actually, my one I'm actually really good friends with his older brother. Um. It was actually Don Demas, his older brother Josh. I, he actually was a RTC athlete at Rutgers. Um. When I was a uh, redshirt, so you know, he kind of like rolled with the guys. He coached us at opens and things like that. So actually, wrestled Oklahoma. That was actually our only pretty big match of the year, I guess you could say. Um, and then I lost. I think he, Dom was like a two-time All-American already. He's really good. Um, I I actually ended up losing the match, but it was I think it was like ultimate ride out match. He rid me out like the last thirty seconds. But you know, kind of like those matches kind of like indicate where I was as a wrestler. So. But it was kind of just kind of funny because, you know, I was a really good friend. After, like, I was done wrestling, you know, just working out there at ASU um, and just living out there, not wrestling in college anymore. I became, I touched base with Josh again because he lived out there and we became good friends. Oh, nice. I mean, we were good friends, obviously, but, you know, we were able to touch base again and start hanging out again. So it was cool. You know, I thought, even though I lost, it was kind of like a highlight for me. I was like, I like, it was kind of like cool to rekindle with those guys. Yeah. Oh, that's an awesome story. Yeah. So you finish up your six years, a lot to be proud of. You wrestled at three different programs. I mean, you said it, growing up, you wanted to wrestle. There are two particular spots. You got to do it. You got the Big Ten with Rutgers, and you got, you know, being able to chill by the pool at Arizona State. No, I'm kidding, obviously. Arizona State also has a program, <laughs> but not bad to be uh, in that in that desert heat in the winter, that's for sure. <laughs> No, for sure. It was definitely great. It was definitely, like I said, new change of scenery. It was, it was, it was a really cool time to be around there, for sure. Absolutely. And you just mentioned after you finished, finished up your wrestling career, you stayed out in Arizona for a while. Correct. So I lived there for two years. So, you know, including when I wrestled there. But, yeah, it was, I loved it. I was, was kind of like I was caught, caught in between. I was like, oh, do I go back in Jersey or do I, you know, kind of live out here another year? I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to live out here another year. So, it, like I said, it worked out awesome. You know what I mean? I met a lot of new people. You know, kind of we're in the industry I'm in right now. It really paid off, you know, because it was a close drive from Vegas and California. Nice. So, you know, it really turned out for the best. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, I've been out to that area in Arizona. I have family. They have since moved to Austin, Texas, but they lived out in Gilbert for a long time. 
Okay, yeah, definitely. That was so. I I lived in Tempe, but uh, yeah, Gilbert was close. Chandler, you know, those Scottsdale and Phoenix, those surrounding areas. Yeah, yeah, fun area. Oh, it was, I loved it. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely definitely great. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, like I said, it really turned out great. And from the career I'm in right now, it it, it really shaped me up to be in a good spot. For sure. So you just recently moved back to New Jersey. Were you able to keep the same job or did you switch up jobs? Yep. So right now I'm actually in the MMA industry. So I actually, when I was out there, I, was, I uh, it's actually a funny story. Um, I was working at Morgan Stanley in Chandler. Um, I eventually, I thought I was going to be in finance. Um, didn't really like it. So I think uh, I started reach. It was actually kind of like a full circle moment. I was at some uh, the UFC fight was in town. I was like an after party at like the local like bar up the street for like the UFC fighters. Like uh, I was like Israel Adesanya's after party with like Leon Edwards and uh, for you MMA fans, you know them. <laughs> but um, but um, so I uh, I went with a couple of my teammates. We went and then uh, they were having like an after party spot. And then they had the whole section uh, cut off for them. So they, there's bouncers and everything. And I was able to get into their section. And, like, I always wanted to be in the sports industry. That's something ever since I was younger. You know what I mean? I wanted to be kind of like a sports agent, per se. And um, I met, you know, the owner of, like, uh, Paradigm Sports. And I was talking to him for like a while and I was like, Oh, you know, I kind of want to get in the sports industry. You know, I'm not really passionate about my job. I'm not currently it's like, yeah, you know, you should definitely do it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, you're a wrestler, you know, you guys are hard workers. I was like, Oh, you know, that's right. I think like the next day, I like cold emailed a couple of agencies and, uh, you know, the agency that I work at now, you know, got back to me and then I did an interview and then like I got the job, I got brought on as like an intern for a year or so, you know, worked out great. That's outstanding. Good for you. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a unique situation, but you know, I did, like I said, it's something I always wanted to do. So I I took a, kind of like a leap of faith, and you know, kind of worked out for the best. Absolutely. So, are you technically an agent now? Or are you working towards that? Yeah. So I, I was an intern for uh, for a year. So I was doing partnerships for the athletes. You know, getting the partnerships, doing their marketing. Then I would just help with, you know, back office things. I would go to the fights, travel. You know, a lot of the fights were in Arizona. So I would go there, uh, you know, in Phoenix. And then, you know, Vegas was like a four-hour drive. Same with, you know, California. So, you know, I was just kind of just trying to show value. And then eventually, you know, the team brought me on, which I'm forever grateful for. And then, uh, you know, I'm, they really needed the guy back on the East Coast. So, you know, it kind of worked out perfect to so come back, you know, to start, you know, doing things from this side of the side of the country that's awesome so i mean yeah. i know wrestling and mma are different but you know wrestling in a way is still in your life through your career now oh for sure it was cool because i knew i had like it was kind of like a niche because a lot of wrestlers transition to fighting after so i knew it was kind of like a good good first step to get into you know mma mm -hmm. a lot of wrestlers transition into it so um, it worked out perfect, you know what I mean? And, you know, I had a lot of connections already, you know, especially from being out in Arizona, you know, wrestling at Rutgers, wrestling at Ryder. You know, you kind of just build a network, really, of people. And, you know, it kind of worked out for the best. 
Yeah, sounds like it. I know you're working in MMA, but do you have any interest in, you know, ultimately becoming an MMA fighter? No, not at all. <laughs> all right, good to know. Yeah, no, I, uh, a lot of people did ask me that, but I was, I was more focused on, uh, you know, I really like the business side of things, you know what I mean? And um, I really enjoy it. So that's why, I, I mean, never say never, but I, I don't think so, to be honest. Yeah, I think you're smart. I've seen some of the MMA matches and just the guys' faces after the fact. They're so bloody. Protect your face, Peter. Stay with stay in Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I know a lot of people did ask me, like, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna fight. I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, well No, I don't think so. But like I said, never say never. But nah, I, I I don't I don't see it happen. Yeah, you're on the right side of the sport, I think, personally. For sure, for sure. And, like, I love doing it, too, working with athletes, you know, just being a former athlete myself. You know, it, it's something I get up in the morning I'm excited to do. Hey, that's good, because a lot of people cannot say that when they get up in the morning they're excited to go to work. So really cool that you got into a field that you liked, because, like you said, you thought you might do finance, but you knew you wouldn't have liked it. So it's much better to like what you do. Exactly. I really love what I do. You know, it's kind of every day I wake up, I'm excited. I'm ready to, you know, get to work right away. And, you know, I'm like I said, I'm really grateful for it. I kind of took a leap of faith and, you know, it really turned out for the best. Absolutely. Peter, I have loved our conversation. I like to end the podcast with a couple of fun questions. How does that sound? Sure. Sounds great. All Let's right. Do it. First question. What professional sports teams do you root for? So... I used to watch baseball a lot. You know, obviously I'm a Yankees fan, mm -hmm. but, you know, my favorite diehard, I'm a diehard New York Jets fan, unfortunately. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> it's Game Sunday was tough. not a good one. I know. It was brutal. It was brutal to watch. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully when Wilson comes back, there'll be some, uh, some better games ahead. Oh, for sure, for sure. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I'm a Jet fan, too. Not diehard by any means, but I... I do tend to root for them over the Giants. Oh, for sure. My my dad had season taken since like 1988, but you know, once we um, once wrestling came like every weekend, we stopped going. I think that was around like eighth grade year. But you know, from second grade all the way up there, I used to go to like pretty much every game every weekend. It was wow. a home game. Fun. Yeah. Very fun. <laughs> all right. Next question. What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? That's a good question. I personally love Remember the Titans. That's probably, I'd probably say that's my favorite movie of all that time. That's a great movie. Just love Denzel Washington. I think he played Coach Boone so great. And then um, just like, I don't know, it was just kind of like a team. It brought like a town together. It was really cool. It was a yeah. really cool movie. Yeah, great good story. Moments. Cooler that it was based it, on a true story. Exactly. All right, and last question, Peter. If you could have dinner with one person, living or dead, who would it be? Ooh, that's tough. Hmm. If I could have dinner with one person, I'm definitely going to have dinner with Mike Tyson. Hmm, okay. That would yeah, be interesting. I think he's a very interesting man now, you know what I mean? He's just having an interesting life. I just love to hear his perspective on it. I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I might have to uh, write a few questions for you to, to bring that I, that I want answered. <laughs> no, for sure. Definitely. 
Are you watching? I, was it Hulu that came out with a show on his life? I actually hadn't. I heard about that. I actually got to go ahead and watch that. But I, I heard. I heard it was actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't watched it, but I have seen promotions. I think it's Hulu. I think it's just called Mike. Yeah, so I'm definitely. That's a good. That's good to know. I'm actually probably gonna watch that tonight. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You have your your Tuesday night all planned out. I do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Peter, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. I really enjoyed talking about your wrestling career from Rutgers to Ryder to Arizona State. You have so much to be proud of. And now that you're working in MMA, that's so cool, too. I wish you nothing but the best in that as well. No, thank you, Bridget. I had a great time talking to you. And, you know, thank you for having me on. You know, I really appreciate it. You know, and, you know, uh, really enjoyed my time. All right, everyone, that was my chat with Peter Lapari. Hope you enjoyed it. Really cool to hear about his wrestling career, both in high school and in college. I wish him nothing but the best working in MMA. I think that's such a cool career choice for him. I'll be back soon to speak with another outstanding athlete.